It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? What's up, folks? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And today, unfortunately, I, it's sad to say, but also kind of a much needed little thing. Uh, this is our last episode before our sixth month hiatus. Um, we will be back in October, possibly sooner, but we will let you know. Don't worry. We'll still be on Facebook. We'll still be on Instagram. We'll still be reaching out to you guys and talking to you guys. Uh, but unfortunately, Justin's work is a little bit of a pain in the bum lately. So (laughs) it's hard to find time to record, uh, between our schedules. Uh, so yeah, we are going to be going on break after this episode, uh, so today we're going to have some fun. We're going to begin by just kind of uh, doing a wrap up for this last series slash season. Um, and then I don't know, we'll see where it goes, but it will be a relatively shorter episode today. And that's that. So this season, we talked about cryptids in particular. Um mm-hmm. And I can't even like it's it, some some of these seasons, even if they're short, seem so long because there's so many weeks in each of them. And it's hard to remember <laughs> yeah. what we talked about uh, in this past season. But I know there's cryptids. I know we talked about werewolves. I know we talked about uh, Bigfoot and yeah, some series other stuff. one was spiritual lycanthropy, uh, uh, spiritual vampire va- vampires, and uh, the interdimensional Bigfoot. That's right. That's right. So those are, and those are all very interesting topics, by the way, if I do mm-hmm. say so myself. Um, and then, of course, you finished out, as you know, last week with the cryptids by state, which we didn't do many. And we apologize for that. We had more. We were planning on more. But again, just scheduling is becoming an issue. So we're going to have to go ahead and cut that short. Um, but we did talk about cryptids in Ohio. We talked about cryptids in uh, Washington and that's it. I think. I think we only did yep. two states. So overall, like, what was one of your favorite things that we spoke about this season? Then on PTR, um, I think one of the most interesting for me was uh, doing the states. Um, you know, Bat Squatch. Uh, we did last week on Washington State. Uh, the uh, I think it was Lakeland Frogman mm-hmm. or something like that. So, yeah, uh, I think it was. 
the the frogman was an interesting one because the explanation that one particular person gave was he actually saw an iguana hmm. and to me like i said in that episode doesn't make any more like a sense than a, a large frog man than seeing an iguana in the in the middle of ohio right was it lake lick why do i you said lick and i was like maybe that's what it was not lake land but lake lick is there a lake lick i don't know there was a uh not lake lick but something lick monster i can't remember the name though. okay um, um loveland was where the frog was loveland, loveland okay Ohio. okay um and then uh there was a couple of weird ones for ohio uh more so than washington state i believe um but the the frogman is the only one that sticks out for me um was there anything that you found interesting? Uh, I mean, I always really enjoy the spiritual stuff, uh, the spiritual vampires and werewolves that we that we spoke about. I thought were uh, very interesting things. Um, even even the spiritual aspect of the Bigfoot, for that matter, um, which of course is always super interesting because this, the Bigfoot one is both like considered spiritual, but can also be considered interdimensional you know or extraterrestrial mm-hmm. and i think that's where we kind of started getting towards with like even the um some of the bigfoot stuff yeah so i think those are some of my favorite ones that we spoke about uh in regards to the states i think i mean i think there's there, there's a lot that are really interesting in ohio and i think the charles mills lake monster i think was really interesting because that was they really like lined up with an alien supposedly UFO sighting yeah. uh, not too long before that with a weird colored beam and whatnot. Um, and I think that was probably one of my favorite stories we talked about or one of the most interesting. Uh, I think it lined right up with the lake monster aspect of it because I know there are like there's only one sighting of this so-called alien like creature nine feet tall or whatever. And the rest were linked to the lake itself. Uh but I think that there was a lot of similarities between the stories and it's curious to think of what it could be. If there was indeed a UFO sighting before then, could that creature have been in fact an alien? And if so, why was it left there? You know, was it by accident? Was it uh, out of fear? Was it, you know, there for a specific reason? I mean, I don't know, but it was definitely an interesting story. I think that we talked about. Yeah. Well, the the Crosswick monster is the lick monster I think you were trying to think of. Oh, okay. Um, and that kind of coincided with the frogmen because they're they were only twi- twenty miles apart. Um, but the Crosswick monster, I believe, there was only the one sighting, um, but it had sixty different people that saw it. Uh, <laughs> And then the, I believe, um, there was a link between the orange eyes and the Charles Mills Lake monster, I want to say. Yeah, see, all of that, like, 
all of what you just said is what I'm thinking, but not able to process and talk about because they're all <laughs> becoming one jumbled mess in my mind. <laughs> so all of those, though, were very similar and very well could be the same creature, um, alien or otherwise. So that, those were all interesting. Uh, one of the episodes that I really liked um, was the My Encrypted episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember the one that you had come across where it was basically this uh, shaman taking off his head, growing ear-like wings. Oh, yes. Do you remember which one um, that was? Yeah, the Chan Chan is the name of that, the cryptid that... Um, I was thinking of the human head that has ears for wings mm-hmm. um, that looked rather interesting in the depictions. Um, but uh, was there anything that stuck out to you for the Mayan? Yeah, the Alu was one of my favorite because, I mean, th- this was a pretty simple and kind of similar to like leprechauns and some of the other uh, fairy-like creature that we've talked about in the past. Uh, but what I really enjoyed about this one was the idea that you would summon it to protect your crops. And after seven years, um, if you didn't pay your end, it would then turn around and start to trick you and you know terrorize you and things like that. Um, and I think that's really interesting because the majority of these fairy things that we read about, they're just there to trick you or to mess with you. But in this case, you have a working relationship with one once you summon it. Um and then you can either have a peaceful resolution where the two of you go separate ways, or it can end up attacking you if you don't pay up your end of the bargain. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, it was like this goblinish like creature uh, that particularly worked around the maze fields. Uh, it would basically build its home right in the center and then scare off predators or creatures that would come by to eat it or try to destroy uh, the crops. So mm, that was definitely right. one of my favorite, I think that we talked about in the Mayan, uh, cryptids. It kind of lines up with the legends of, uh, brownies or I believe gnomes as well, because they mm-hmm. would help, uh, shoemakers, uh, with, with making shoes and it was kind of the same thing. You'd have to appease them in the sense by leaving them, uh, treats or goodies, uh, liquor, which is interesting. And, um, so yeah, it's interesting that that and the Huay Chivo, which is the equivalent to the goat man that we have heard about more recently here in the U S how both mm-hmm. of those coincide with a uh, cryptid that we already know. So, right. um, and I believe the Huey Chivo and the Chan Chan were both uh, linked to uh, shaman or, or witchcraft of some kind in South American lore because the, the, practitioner would turn themselves into these creatures. Right. So, um, you know, one that we really didn't touch a whole lot on because we have in, in the past and it doesn't really link to Mayan culture, but more recent, um, is the Chupacabra. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but there really is no link to past the past other than um, where it originally was uh, cited in Mexico. And that we had on uh, Ben Radford, who had talked about uh, there was this woman who had just seen uh, species. And that's where he thinks that uh, her sighting came from. She was scared from the movie. Uh, She left the movie theater and saw something, but imprinted this species alien creature onto whatever she saw. Right. Yep. I remember when we talked and spoke about that out of our Chupacabra episode probably like three years ago. Um, Yeah, it's good stuff. I think another one that was really interesting too was actually it wasn't so much the part of like it wasn't so much the episode, but it was at the beginning of the episode when I mentioned the werewolf sightings in Brazil and in South America, and that we found out that after some research, the eyewitnesses were actually seeing uh, a maned wolf, which was a odd sight in the areas that this particular werewolf was found or came to be. Uh, and I thought that was really interesting because uh, a lot of the sightings and the, the eyewitness accounts really matched the main wolf very well. Uh, and once they actually found the main wolf, it kind of helped put a, a seal on that. A little disappointing that it wasn't actually a werewolf that people were seeing, but also probably a good thing. So that's cool. You know, main wolves are making their way back into certain territories. Um well, but also the sad funny, because their territories were originally taken away from them to begin with. So, yeah, the funny thing is, is the main wolf isn't even really a wolf. It's right from the genus Chrys Chrysocyan, um, mm-hmm. which I honestly—it's actually its own—it's its own genes. It doesn't okay. have a, sh- a shareable gene with any other canine or creature uh, that we know of. So, it, it's a standalone creature. The, the interesting thing from that, though, is that uh, CCTV photo that we talked mm-hmm. about on that on that news thing um, as well. Right. Because we, as far as we can see, it almost looks like somebody in some type of costume or something because right. of the gait. And, and it almost, you said, look like human-like hands, right? Yeah, it's the coloring because obviously that photo is super uh, uh, fuzzy. Um, But even then, you can still see a distinct discoloration between what would be considered its fur and whatever its hand is. Its hand is significantly lighter in color. And one can think maybe they're white hands, white paws, something like that. But it just doesn't match the typical world description. Neither does red fur. Uh, as the majority of werewolf descriptions are either black fur or really dark brown fur. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, even if it being red fur, just the hands in particular, just it's an odd color. It's it's very much off from the rest of the creature. So I, I don't know. Like it, Again, it's hard to tell because it's just a single photo, um, a fuzzy photo at that. Now, there, if it were a video... Uh, then there would be multiple frames. We should be able to see more than one frame and even actually see the full video playback, but there's not that either. So there's a very good chance that it was simply um, faked. Mm-hmm. You know? 
Well, uh, our friend Kat had had mentioned that it looked like it could be photoshopped, but in my opinion, if it was photoshopped, I would think that we would have had a little more clearer image. Well, I mean, maybe, but here's the thing, and I, I think it makes sense from her standpoint. Uh, is when you're doing a Photoshop of a cryptid, you know, obviously if you made it nice and clear, you're going to see very fine details, and those details will be able to you'll be able to sink in, look, you know, like get in closer to it, zoom in and see where lines are made with stencils or pencils, you know, things like that, that you would normally use in like a Photoshop uh, thing. And by making it super blurry, it basically takes away any possibility or a significant chance of someone figuring out that it was indeed a manipulation of some Photoshop work, you know, some computer generated image. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it, I think you're both on the right page. I, th- I just feel like, I mean, I do. I'm personally, obviously, I think it is fake. But well, yeah, it's, I think it is fake as well. Whether it's photoshopped or somebody in a costume or something. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting though about it is like the light sources are pretty much spot on. You know, I mean, there's obviously a, a, a light, a bright light, uh, on the building across from it. And it's creating a shadow on this creature, off this creature, in the same direction that the light would be spreading. Uh, so that's all correct. Uh, so we, the, we have the light sources that are right. Um, we have a couple of different things that seem pretty correct here. I don't know. It could be, again, it could be Photoshopped. Maybe someone Photoshopped in there and blurred it up real good to make get rid of the edges that you would normally get after cutting an image from another photo. Um it could also be a toy in a like little um, like a little model, you know, like a model of a town. They could have taken a werewolf toy and plopped it right down there in the model. Because um, again, it doesn't look like there's much movement to it. Uh, it looks very stationary. It looks like it's standing, despite the fact that its arms and its hand, legs are moving or in a movement pattern. It yeah. doesn't actually show any movement forward. You know, there's no real clear blur or movement of the creature's uh, arms. It almost looks like it's just there in place. Um, it would be easier to explain this and show you if I actually had a model to, like with me to show you what the difference is uh, between a moving picture or something that would be caught in a movement and something that's just a still image that you're taking yeah. a picture of. But... Huh. Yeah, I... That was the only thing out of that that uh, that little segment that we did that was the most interesting because there were werewolf uh, accounts, but uh, all of them, as far as we saw, were explained by the uh, the main wolf sightings. Right. But people had never seen the main wolf before, so they didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. So, um, was there any others that you found interesting from the past couple weeks, several weeks? No, I think those are pretty much my main, uh, the, the ones that I, I particularly like the most. Um, what about you? Um, well, the thing that I found fascinating was that uh, the the two states that we were able to get done, both Ohio and Washington have Bigfoot sightings. Um, 
we had found out going through the obscure cryptids um, that there are Bigfoot sightings outside of the U.S. as well. Uh, or so, I should say south because we had were originally thinking that uh, it was more isolated to mountainous-like areas, but there have been some in South America, some in Africa. Um, we all know of the... Uh, sightings in Asia because that's where the Yeti uh, legends come from. So it's interesting that that is one of the cryptids that spans multiple uh, continents. And I think that's fascinating to me because and, and that could be too that people travel, uh, migrate to different areas and they bring their legends with them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good possibility as well. Um, and I, I think we've kind of talked about this a little bit, um, doing different cryptid episodes, is that when a certain people group move to an area, they bring those legends with them, and eventually people that would not have been familiar with them end up start starting to see these, these creatures. So I I think that that's a a good point to bring up about all of the episodes we've done in the past season, as well as different cryptids that we've talked about uh, in the past almost five years now doing paratruth radio as well. So, um, Anything else on this season that you needed to touch base on? Nope. I think that's it. Okay. All right, folks. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with Paratruth Radio. Hey, everyone. I'm Kat Ward, host of Paranormal Heart, your monthly paranormal podcast. Join me the last Sunday of every month as I speak to people who share their paranormal experiences. You can follow me on Podbean, YouTube, TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, and Paranormal Radio. There are spirits everywhere, watching, waiting, seeking that opportune time to reveal themselves like no other. They fill our worlds so much. Seriously? You didn't just do that. You farted on the promo? What's wrong with you? I thought you were professional. Go away. Go. I, I got it. I got it. Hey everybody, it's Brian Bowden, host of Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. We have an amazing show that covers the paranormal, conspiracies, music, art, entertainment, trending topics, and so much more. Please join us by subscribing to the show on Podbean at InsideTheGoblinUniverse.Podbean.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere you find podcasts. It's an informative, fun, and overall entertaining good time, and uh, we'll keep the gas to ourselves. Why don't you burp next time? Someone give me Brian Anderson. What's up, folks, and welcome back to Parachute Radio. As always, my name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And this is our final episode before our short hiatus of about six months. Um, 
But all we're doing today is just kind of wrapping up this last season. And I think we pretty much did just that. We covered some pretty basic things, things that we thought were most interesting to us. And of course, as always, we want you guys to, uh, to join us on Instagram and Facebook and pretty much anywhere where you can write us or talk to us, email, chat. Otherwise, we want to know what your favorite things were we talked about this week is, or this whole season as well. Um, did you like the things that we liked? Some of this werewolves or some of the Mayan cryptids or the spiritual cryptids. Do you like something else? Do you have an opinion or a thought about something that we didn't cover? Uh, definitely, please feel free to reach out to us. We will still be in touch, even though we're going to be on a hiatus from the show itself airing. Uh, we're still going to be around on Facebook and in all the social media things. So we're going to be definitely posting some interesting, fun stuff for everybody, uh, new mm -hmm. topics and things that we'll eventually cover. Um, but yeah. Well, I, I think that uh, even if you guys want to reach out to us and tell us what you want us to cover uh, starting in October, uh, we will probably be doing just our usual holiday stuff that we do every year. But um, I would love to hear what you guys want to hear about. I mean, we've covered Halloween five years in a row now. So uh, if you'd want to hear something different as far as the spooky season is concerned, let us know. I would love to know what you guys want to hear. Um, yeah, and I will try and make sure that I'm posting articles that I find interesting. Um, maybe Eric and I can touch base on those when we come back as well. Uh, because doing the stuff that we do, and we've talked about this on air as well as off air, it can become a little mundane because talking about the same things over and over again, it gets to the point where you're, you're beating a dead horse. Um, so if we come across any articles, maybe next season we'll concentrate on articles, uh, that we come across in that, uh, that area of, of time, whether it's October or if we do end up coming back sooner, um, because it would be interesting to like Eric did the, like you said at the, before the break, we had did the little, um, segment on the Brazilian werewolf. So it would be interesting to bring that into more of a full length episode where we talk about some of the, the odd news that's been going on in the, the past months when we come back. So, um, <laughs> is there anything that, uh, we've done in the past couples or that we haven't done in the past couple seasons that you would want to see us talking about when we come back? Um, I think we, I think I'd like to cover more occult type stuff. Um, whether that be various religions or just occult practices and how those practices, uh, why they're considered taboo. Um, I think that'd be an interesting thing. I know you and I have talked about talking about that kind of stuff and just hadn't really brought it up much. Um, so I think that's something that'd be really cool, kind of get into the history of witchcraft and that kind of stuff, you know, following those lines for a while. Uh, and I think our listeners, unless you guys disagree, I think would also be pretty interested in that kind of stuff too. Um, so that's the main thing. I know this summer, one of my big plans is to actually scope out some new things to talk about. Uh, you know, it's interesting, but seasons, even for the paranormal, it's a seasonal thing. 
so depending on the season, whether it's summer, spring, fall, winter, you name it, uh, things will come up more often than others. So I'm looking forward to see what late spring and summer bring forth paranormal wise that might be new to discuss. Uh, and I have a whole like ton of books. I've got a hundred <laughs> plus books of paranormal stuff that I'm going to look through and hopefully find some new things that we can talk about. Um, cause I definitely want to, I know like some of our stuff is relatively repetitive. Um, mm. some of the things we talk about, I mean, new information for sure, but it's still the same creatures or the same, you know, aspect to this stuff. So I, I think, uh, this next six months is going to be a bit of a renewal for both of us and the show in particular. And with that said, I think our very first episode back most likely is going to be a nice big blowout party. So it's not going to be anything specific, um, but it'll be the reintroduction to a new season. Um, but with the good old fashioned PTR everything. So, well, what we could do for that episode, and again, you guys can chime in and let us know, is maybe we can <clears throat> get some um, uh, listener feedback um, or insight or uh, maybe even get um, some recorded clips from our listeners and get some feedback from them or, or ideas uh, on their opinions about some of the things that we talked about in the past as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. Cause I think that, uh, posting them in comments is one thing actually talking about them is completely different because in a comment or a text or anything else, you lose the connotation, you lose the, um, emotional, uh, tone to somebody's voice by just typing it out so i mean unless somebody puts i'm typing this with anger <laughs> it, it may sound angry but they're not being angry or judgmental or anything like that it just sounds like that through a through a typed um thing so so yeah definitely something to look forward to and look into uh so if you guys are interested in doing the um bring back episode with uh, where you guys get to be a part of the episode with us. I, I would love to have that happen for you guys. So um, is there any announcements or anything on your end before we end season seven? Um, paranormal wise? No, I think, I think uh, we're good. I'm, I'm good. All right. All right, folks. I, uh, as Eric put, we are going to be on hiatus for six months, maybe less, uh, but we'll let you know that uh, in the coming months. Uh, we'll be posting on social media as well as uh, just uh, in general. Make sure you're you're listening to past episodes, uh, keeping up on all the stuff. If you're not a part of the Plus Club, definitely get a part of that because I'm going to be continuing to post uh past seasons from season one to season five. Uh, and there is a lot, lot, a lot of episodes to go through over a hundred plus, um, because we are on episode two nineteen now for the, this 
ending of season seven. So a lot of episodes to catch up on. Um, there are episodes of crime crack up there. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe once we come back in October, we will be able to start doing more of those as well. Um, because we did only end up getting three episodes up there for crime crack. So, um, so until then you will find us same time, same channel because there will be archives. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.